It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 209, entitled Rude Words. It was recorded on Monday, the 16th of May, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and as always, I'm joined by some special WordPress guests. We have Remkus de Vries, we have Nat Miletic, and we also have Vito Peleg. There was a lot of WordPress news this week. Firstly, and very sincerely, a sad farewell to Justin Tadlock. He's been writing at the WP Tavern for many years, and he's decided to move on. We also talk about the block locking feature, which is going to be coming in WordPress 6.0. And then we move on to the big story of the week. Is the sky falling in? For the first time in its 19-year history, WordPress's market share has actually gone south instead of north. What does this mean? Does it mean it's all over for WordPress? Probably not, but we get into the weeds of that discussion as well. Then there's WordCamp Europe. Who's going? What are we going to make of it? Why do we go? And so on. And then last but by no means least, Nat brings us a SEO piece. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WPBuilds. Hello, 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 hello. We are on episode number 209. Ridiculous, 209 of This Week in WordPress. I am joined, as always, by some fabulous, fabulous WordPress guests. Um, over, yes, nailed it. First time, got the direction right. Um, it's Remkus. How are you doing, Remkus? Good, sir. How are you? I am very good. Remkus de Vries is joining us, and he is a WordPress veteran and performance specialist, scaling your WordPress plus WooCommerce sites and businesses. You've had a bit of a bit of a change lately. Do you want to get into that, or do we just leave it there? Uh, we can get into it. Do you want to do that right now? Or? Uh, yeah, why not? Go on. Sure. Um, I switched from working at a hosting company back to working on my own, um, rebooting my, um, my agency. Uh, and uh, yeah, having a different focus in life again. Yeah, nice. And uh, you've got a little bit of time to think about things, which is always a real, real yeah. nice thing. Yeah, that's lovely. Well, thank you for joining us. Down. Sure. Am I going to get it? Yeah, yeah, look at him. Look at him. There he is. Look, it's Vito. We haven't had Vito on the show for. Well, I had brown hair last time. <laughs> last time Vito was on the show. How are you, Vito? I had black hair. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? I'm great. It's good to be here. Definitely yeah. been too long, man. It really has been too long. It's an absolute pleasure to have you back. I mean, Vito is kind of all everywhere all at once. He's the co-founder and CEO of Atrim, which I think, honestly, Vito, I reckon that when you were last on this show, it was still called WP Feedback. Probably. I think that's entirely possible. Um, Atarim, of course, if you don't know about it, is a centralized collaboration platform for agencies. How's all that stuff going? Is it, is it still keeping you busy and excited? Very busy and uh, even more excited. We're just about to close the second year, going into our third birthday next week. 
and uh yeah there's all kinds of really cool stuff happening for the celebration and stuff so definitely keeps me busy and you've just wrapped wrapped up i don't know how many you've done now but the atarim summit which is a sort of a side thing um how did that go that was brilliant i even had uh, nat um uh, speaking there he had a great session about uh twitter marketing and uh, you were also supporting this year as well nathan which i appreciate you're welcome so, yeah it was awesome Oh, I'm so pleased to hear. But I'm also that. glad that it's over. Yeah, yeah. These big... you, you know how it is with this. Uh, I do know how it is. I've got mine coming up in the near future. But um, anyway, uh, we'll come to that later. And finally, joining us for the very first time, um, we have Nat. Now, Nat, I do apologize. Um, I'm going to say that your surname is Nat Miletic, but I don't know because we didn't talk in advance if that's how you pronounce it. Have I got yeah, yeah, definitely. You did. Okay. Great. Oh, first time. Nice. Um, Nat Miletic is the founder of Clio Websites, which is a WordPress development and marketing agency in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. What's it like over there in Calgary at the moment? I'm guessing like the snow has cleared nice. and you've got the green it's, everywhere now. Yeah, yeah. Finally, finally got rid of the snow and I'm a little tired at 7 a.m. here oh. and I stayed up late uh, watching uh, my Calgary Flames hockey game make it through the next round of the playoffs. So I'm oh. a little tired. <laughs> so that's that's like the big thing, right, hockey in Canada, that's in the like, same way that like uh, soccer is that's here. Like yeah, football for you guys, yeah. Um, that That's the big one for us, yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad that you managed to get to us. Seven in the morning, I really appreciate it. So there's, there's our panel for today. We're going to talk about the WordPress news. There's quite a lot. Actually, there's a few stories. Normally, there's lots of stories, but this week there's a few stories, but we'll go deep into each one of them. Um, just a couple of things. If you fancy sharing this and dragging your friends in, please do that. We would love that. Go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Copy and paste that URL. If you go there, you'll need to be logged into Google because it's uh, it's YouTube. So it's YouTube comments. On the other hand, if you want to, if you're in our Facebook group, then you need to go to this pithy URL. Easy to remember this chat.restream.io forward slash FB. Just rolls off the tongue. Chat.restream.io forward slash FB. I would record that as a soundbite and just hit <laughs> yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Go there. Otherwise, you'll come out as some sort of anonymous person and we'll get the gen generic avatar and we won't get your name. A quick workaround is just to write your name first if you want to do that. That will work as well. But please feel free to go and share share this. We've got a few comments coming in already. Cameron Jones, he's at the opposite end of you, um, Nat. He's probably at like 11 at night or something like that. He joined us a few weeks ago, but his internet connection caved. So he didn't last very long, but he's coming back, which is great. Uh, Michelle Frechette's joining us from Tennessee. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for joining us. We've got Paul. Let who? I don't Paul, know Paul if I who? want to share Paul's comments, frankly. I mean, we, we all know what happened between me and Paul. <laughs> no, thank you, Paul. Appreciate you joining us. That's great. Rob Cairns. Rob, I think, is the most reliable. He gets the badge for attending every week. Good morning, all WordPress peeps. And Mayer's responding to Paul. There we go. Elbow cough. I don't get it. Oh, my word. There's so many comments. Thank you all for looking there. And we got a comment here, which I think is something to do with sport. Courtney Robertson saying, let's go, Rangers. Is that a... Uh, Nat, do you know uh, anything about this? 
New York Rangers, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan, but I'll keep my to myself. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Well, we'll hide that one very quickly in that case. Thank you so much. Well, let's get stuck into the, the main event, shall we? Let's talk about a bit of WordPressy stuff. And that requires me to share my screen. And I very rarely get sad on this show, but I am officially sad. I'm sad because Justin Tadlock has decided he's going to leave WP Tavern. I I will basically be unable to do this show from this week forward because more or less everything that I want to say will have dried up uh, because I've <laughs> basically Justin's been my been my crutch for the last twenty four months or whatever it's been. I think he's more like three years. But um, yeah, in all seriousness, Justin Tadlock he came when um, Jeff Chandler stepped away from the tavern and he. I don't know if you guys were listening or watching, I should say, the uh, the tavern at that point and reading the articles, but he brought something completely new, which was like the developer chops. And he was able to write really long, in-depth developer-related stuff. And whilst I'm no developer, I could I could understand enough of it because he wrote it so well that it was of interest to me. And ever since then, it has been a deluge. He's been writing, I would imagine, on aggregate. He's probably done one every 72 hours, including the weekends. Maybe it's more like every 48 hours. He's done hundreds of pieces. I've enjoyed every single one of them. He manages to get people in the comments, and he's revived WP Tavern, in my eyes. I don't know what's going to happen to Justin in the future, um, but I would just like to shed a tear, a sincere tear. I'm not being sarcastic. And uh, say, I, I wish you the best, Justin, whatever it is. He makes the point, I love this. Before, before he joined the tavern, he used to, um, he did a sort of degree in journalism or English, I think was the, uh, was the exact phrase, with, with a sort of journalism component. So he had the right background to do all of this. But then also his other, chose, his other career path was farming. And he thought seriously about going back into farming before he started at the tavern. That reawakened his interest in WordPress, and we are where we are now. So just from me, well done, Justin. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed everything that you've written. And after that, gosh, it's over to you three in any particular order to heap praise on Justin. If you don't heap praise on Justin, I'm booting you off the call. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I have a I have a post out that says I, I'm not a... Uh, uh, huge fan of the tavern, but that's mostly because it, I, I'm not the audience. At least I didn't feel like I was. Uh, having said that, I did appreciate the posts uh, written uh, and Justin's point of view. Uh, but I've always enjoyed Justin's uh, writing, even at justintadlock.com. What, what was it? Yeah, I can't remember what his, his original URL is. Yeah, so from, so, so from 2006 onwards, uh, when he started learning, um, he shared everything, and I, I I appreciate that even more than just the writing, like the whole sharing thing he's done uh, over more than almost two decades. We're closing in on well, let's just say uh, fifteen years is uh, is amazing, and I've learned a lot from him. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff that he wrote. We were I was tr trying to find a de half decent free membership solution the other day, and. His members plugin popped up. He no longer runs it. It's, it's owned now by Member Press, I believe, who we talked about extensively a couple of weeks ago for all sorts of reasons. But he built that and uh, lots and lots of stuff. But yeah, you're right. Lots of contributions to the community. He's very giving. Um, it's, his, Nat, 
Vito, anything on that? Yeah, great. Like, I mean, the articles are very in-depth and very well written. I I hope that he found in the WordPress community for sure. It's uh, It'd be a loss if he, if he did uh, decide to go farming. <laughs> he kind of came in uh, pretty much when I started being a little more engaged in the community as well. So to me, it felt like he was always here. <laughs> um, and so uh, I, I really like the approach and... and the personal touch to the writing it's not it's not usually written like just a report or something mm, he agree. shares his opinion he shares his thoughts it's it's very human uh um human driven writing which i love uh, that there's a lot of personality there um i also want to point out there was a really cool tip in this uh, article because uh, apparently a lot of people ask him how do you be, how do you do that how do you write and how do you do all those kind of things oh, so yeah. he, he suggested going into the national novel writing month or just taking that challenge writing 50,000 words in 30 days which seems like a huge uh, challenge Uh, but uh, but I think that's a really cool uh, way of getting into and finding your voice I uh, I follow him on Facebook and every he's done it I think I think this might be his third time Um, and every every November over the last three times he's written a 50,000 word basically a book yeah and so you set yourself the challenge of however many words that is a day but typically i think he was aiming at something like two thousand words a day um you obviously end up at sort of r- roughly sixty thousand, and he did it he was able to commit i mean two thousand words a day is quite a lot and he would write about how how his characters were developing and how he was satisfied with the way it had gone today and he'd come up with some new ideas and so yeah, after he also writing makes the fifty thousand. He wrote about writing fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And then he um, he also talks about you know what the inspiration is in terms of you know how do you actually get into this? And I I find it quite hard when I have to write blog posts and things, and I can sort of identify with this. He's basically just saying just do one word at a time, just do the first <laughs> yeah. word, get started, and kind of keep going. When I read I that completely when I read identify. That 50, Oh, sorry. Yeah, just, <laughs> just do 50,000 <laughs> words. 50, I uh, have a hard time trying to get a blog post out every month for like 2,000, 3,000 words, you know? So it's 50,000 yeah. seems kind of... Uh, I'm going to yeah. introduce you to um, to Bertha AI in that case, which uh, Vito knows all about. It might, might help you get over that that 2,000 word hump <laughs> in a couple of seconds. The <laughs> other thing is, and I, I did want to mention this actually, because I can say for 100% certain that this is true. He says right at the end of the article, uh, there is a question that I get asked, and then he says in italics, a lot. Uh, Some of you probably already know what it is, and perhaps have asked it in some variation for yourself. And he says, does Matt dictate the content that we cover? And, uh, And he says, since it's the last day on my job, I might as well let the readers have a sneak peek behind the curtain. The answer is no. He doesn't. And I, um, I, I, all I can say, I don't know what conversations Justin's had. All I can say is in my time doing the podcast, uh, there has been n- no constraints about what I could and could not cover. Nobody's told me to do anything in particular or sort of censored me after the fact for doing it in a particular way. So I can only confirm what I know about that. It sounded like Remkus, you wanted to chip in there. You were a inhaling <laughs> was i <laughs> <laughs> no i was going to play devil's advocate, oh, advocate and, and say that if that was the case he wouldn't disclose it here not now not ever uh, yeah 
Yeah. So, but uh, no, but I, 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 I that, that's the devil's advocate. I don't, that's not my opinion. I, yeah. uh, I, uh, I don't think Justin is the person to even consider working for an, for, uh, for an outlet where that was the, the driver or the controller part of it. Um, um, like I said, the, the sheer knowledge Justin has shared over the, the period since he, so uh, this is probably 10 years ago, but at one point he linked to his very first um, forum post in, uh, in, in wanting to de demonstrate where he came from. And his very first uh, question on the WordPress forums, which is publicly and you can find it, if you know his handle, um, essentially it's just asking a random question you see anyone ask these days. And then from everything he learned from then, and this I think this is 2006, if I remember correctly, everything he learned from then going forward, he shared. And I, I love that. I just... Yeah. So whatever he does next, and uh, knowing his handle, Green Shady, it's uh, it's very likely uh, the farming will uh, intensify, but uh, <laughs> he he will be missed if uh, that voice is no longer within the community. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The one one of the things that I really liked about his when he did like bits and pieces that were technical. So he he introduced a theme that he played with or took took a plug into pieces and explained how it worked. I always liked the fact that he would explain in two parts and the first part would always be here's how it works and here's what i like and then he would very often move on to and here's what they could have done better yeah and i you know that's the wrong way to phrase it here's i think he always used phrases like and i wish they had done this as well you know and he would either point out something that he thought could have been improved about the implementation of the code or whatever it might be but also just ideas a suggestion for oh wouldn't it be nice if if you uh, you did this in the future, and I always thought that was really nice. We've got a few few nice comments coming in. Uh, firstly, we've got Andrew Palmer. Uh, I think Vito knows Andrew Palmer a little. A little. Um, he's saying, I think Justin did a phenomenal job of walking a tight line, but kept it real. He'll be missed in our bot. He may well rise again on other platforms. It's hard to say goodbye to this community. Do you know, if you read that sentence in the wrong way and put the comma in the wrong place, it really, really kind of, which is what I did. I don't know if you spotted I'm, that. I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going there. Um, amazical, amazing technical writing and also a well tough critical note while bringing up potential solutions, says Dave Lutz. Thank you very much indeed. I've not met Dave. Very nice to make your acquaintance. I just got to go back up into the comments because there was some person that dropped in who says they're from the northeast of England and I want to know who you are. Kane. Kane Mitchell, nice to have you from the northeast of England. Where are you in the northeast of England? I'm in the northeast of England. I'm in Scarborough, which is why it's sunny. Look outside your window. Uh, yeah, there's a guy called Kane out there. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, he's waving a banner. Um, very nice to meet you, though, Kane. And uh, anybody else that's new, obviously, there's a few new faces in here. That's really nice. Are we done with Justin? I hope not, but um, we're done with this piece, I think. So let's move on. Okie doke. Next piece. All right. I don't know whether this is useful or not. This is this is Justin Tadlock writing on the WP Tavern. I said I'd run out. This is probably it. Um, he he's telling us two days before he stepped down about a new block locking feature, which on the face of it seems really useful. The idea being that in the UI from now on, when you get six rolling out. 
there'll be an option. There'll be a little padlock icon in the block options and you can lock it, which sounds great. It sounds just like, oh, that's a really useful feature. Wouldn't it be great if we could lock our clients so they couldn't edit this piece of content? Well, hold your horses um, because it, it kind of locks it until anybody who logs in also goes to that icon and unlocks it. So really, at the moment, it kind of feels like it's a safety it's a safety harness for you, you yourself, to lock something that you don't want to accidentally amend. Whether or I mean, I, honestly, maybe there's a scenario where you could accidentally delete something, or you know, I don't know, I can't really see that. But or maybe it's just the building blocks for something else. The other thing is it's not nested either. So if you lock like a parent block, like a group block. It doesn't inherit, the children don't inherit that. You'd have to go and lock them all once at a time. You've got the option to disable, two options really. You can disable movement, so you can lock it in place. That's probably the more useful thing, I would have thought. Um, and then you can prevent removal, so nobody can sort of accidentally come in and take it out. Like I say, it's pretty, I don't know how useful that is just yet, but maybe it's the beginnings of things. However, if you are a theme developer, um, apparently it is far more useful. You can build it in such a way that your theme could implement much more granularity and lock it down so that, I don't know, only specific roles or specific users can unlock things. It feels like, so. yeah, it feels like something that we should have. So I'll just, I'll drop it there and open it up to you guys. Is this useful? Do you think this is a pointless introduction if it only does that right now? Or maybe it's useful to introduce it in the hope that it'll get better. I think that it's a matter of, uh, or generally in the in the WordPress project, not not many features, if any, are introduced for the use of agencies and freelancers, like that relationship between the the professional and the client, because the main focus is making this like a self serving platform. Um, in, in that case, I think that's really cool for for someone that builds it and doesn't want uh, someone else to play around with it or themselves. Uh, but uh, there's definitely a room for a small plugin. And I think I even mentioned this when when this first came out, um, uh, that there should be a small kind of plugin that allows you to uh, manage the permissions on the different blocks. If you can edit the text, can edit, edit the images. Yeah. That was um, That's still to be built, but I think there's definitely room for that in the agency space. Uh, generally, I wouldn't expect any agency um, uh, agency related features built into core ever it's not the focus it was never the focus so I think it's the I, I think that's a very good point I think the but I I, I kind of look at so yes this is a nice feature for those who actually need it right uh, whether that's an agency that just wants to sort of block like you build your front page now in uh, in, 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 uh, in the block editor it looks great but you don't want them meddling with certain things. I can That makes sense. You can use this to sort of lock down what you need to lock down. Like for instance, if you put in a query block there and that does net, that, that should never change, lock that, lock that stuff down. But I, I have, a, I have another, an entirely different concern and that is we're focusing on the wrong things to add to the block editor. I think we're still and this is kind of segueing in, in one, one of the next uh, talking points that we'll have uh, later on. But I think we're just focusing on the wrong things to add. Like there are so many other things that the block editor really needs in order to, uh, yeah, like, like, like Vito says, make a proper distinction between stuff that from an agency perspective is needed, stuff that from an editorial perspective is needed, stuff that is from a 
pure publishing uh, perspective is needed, stuff that is needed from a perspective of just grand UX stuff. Like there's so much broken stuff in there. I'm, 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 you, if you hear me slow down my words, that's because I'm filtering out the bad words and replacing them before I say them, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is not very easy for me to do if you know me in real life. But it's, can I say shite? I can say shite, right? <laughs> that's fine. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's better to ask for uh, uh, no, it's fine. forgiveness than permission. But the, the, I'm seeing all these new features, and I know I'm, I'm taking it off topic, but uh, yes, great feature, but really, can we finally start focusing on making this thing smooth? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think the, the lock feature is more like a user-focused thing because I know in the block editor working with it, it's you tend to kind of drag and drop things accidentally as well from time to time and everything breaks. So I don't even, I don't know if it's necessarily a, a, a you know, obviously there's a hook for it, I guess, but I don't know if it's really a, a developer slash agency thing or more like a user kind yeah. of experience type of thing. Uh, it's similar to Photoshop. Photoshop has something like that where you kind of lock certain objects. So when you're moving things around, you don't uh, accidentally that's click, weird. And, click and drop. What Marcus just said, oh, as you, you were saying yeah. those words, yeah, yeah. Marcus literally said the exact yeah. same thing. That's so exactly. cool. Sorry, so not carry on. Uh, Apologies. I, I, think it's, I, I think it's similar to that. And I know personally I've dragged and dropped things in the block editor and freaking broke the entire page, you know, not even knowing how, how I did it. So yeah, it's definitely needs some improvement from that side. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like, is it the thing to focus on? I don't know either. Um, I think from, if we were to try to lock something down, probably more inclined to use advanced custom fields or something like that. Um, versus this thing so i think it's more from a user kind of yeah. usability perspective but I, I don't know if this gets surfaced in the list view you know the the list view where you can see the stack of every uh every single block that you've got on the page on the left hand side that'd be quite useful to see it there wouldn't it i suppose the padlock would be there as well that's what i mean to see I, the padlock just like you would in photoshop when in the layer next to yeah. the mm -hmm. next right you know on the far right hand side you got the little padlock and if you could see that this this string of blocks but also i do think it would be kind of cool if you could if it just inherited if the children inherited it that just strikes me as a really yeah. that's an odd children should yeah. always inherit stuff yes yeah, yeah, they do. They always do. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it would be, I think, quite useful to do that. Anyway, it's yeah. there. It's coming in WordPress 6.0. It's limited. It does what it says on the tin right now. Don't expect it to do much more. But as Vito said, maybe it's not supposed to be an, an agency feature. It's more of a sort of user-facing feature just so that you don't accidentally trip up and delete something or move something. Curious that moving was one of the options as well. I would have just thought lock everything, but there you go. Okay, that was that. Now then, okay, I've been doing this podcast for, since about, I don't know, like 2001 or something. I don't know. It's a while. And ever since I started with WordPress, there's been this line graph, this little line graph, and it's user numbers and percentage of the internet using WordPress. And it always goes this way always goes north. It drifts occasionally very quickly. When I started with WordPress, I think it was in the 20-somethings. 
And I, you know, I thought that was pretty amazing. I'd come from Drupal, which was on about 7% at the time and now is on like, I don't know, two or one or something. So it's been going in a northerly direction. Up, up, up it goes until several months ago, somebody finally said 43% and, you know, 50% felt like it was in sight. Now, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen, the game is up. WordPress is now no longer a usable system. Everybody's going to stop using it because for the first time ever, we've had a drop in the user numbers. It, I, you know, if, if, if WordPress had a stock market price, it would be tanking right now. It's, I'm overdoing it. It's a tiny little drop. But Yoast, he does his, um, he does his annual sort of market share thing. And, and here we go. Let's just have not a look annual. at the numbers. Is it not annual? I thought he did it every year. No, no, well, he certainly does, but it's uh, more periodically, I think. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Periodically, Yoast does his uh, state of the WordPress numbers, uh, and this time it's got a, a different title. It's, it says it's shrinking. By January 2022, it was 43.2%. February stayed constant. March, it stayed constant. So maybe we were already detecting that things were going in a different direction because normally it would creep up uh, between months. Then it went down 0.2 of 1%, which is, I don't know how many websites that would be. March, 43.0. May, 429 So that's actually the best remark you've made so far. You, we don't really know what the numbers are because if we look at the metrics of what this is, of what the data set consists of, of what this actually is uh, 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 collected from, it's a subset of the total installations. Isn't that the top 10,000 websites? Yeah, some uh, 10,000, 100,000, whatever. But it, it, whatever it is, it's always a subset. It, it doesn't say anything unless you have access to the wordpress.org API and you can actually see downloads and combine that with sites installed. Yeah, so the in order to give some sort of context to this, let's see what Yoast had to say about that. So he has, has this paragraph underneath the numbers where he says, yeah. are we comparing apples with apples? And so he said that um, in previous years, the data had come from Alexa, which has been shot down. Um, and so questions probably would have been asked, well, where's the data coming from? And it, as it turns out, the data, according to Yoast, is the same data because you're still able to access that data through um, some legacy API, which is still up and running. So yeah, he, he claims that the, the data is a direct, direct correlation with what he was doing before and what he's doing now. So from that point of view, that, that's at least something, whether or not, you know, whatever these numbers mean. But the more interesting point and the conversation which developed almost everywhere immediately after this was why? Let's try to figure out why this might be. And again, I'm not entirely sure where Yoast, how Yoast drew these conclusions, but these were the two conclusions that he drew. Uh, and I'm going to quote, he said, it's honestly impossible to look at those numbers and not think what's happening here. Why is that? After looking at a while, I'm coming to the conclusion um, that sites on Wix and Squarespace on average have improved their site speed more than WordPress sites. WordPress has a performance team now, and it has made, excuse me, it has made some progress, but the reality is that it hasn't really made big strides, which in his opinion, it should have done. And then the second point is WordPress's full site editing project isn't done yet. Uh, anecdotally, more and more people have been having a hard time deciding how to build their sites on WordPress. 
Wix and Squarespace have simpler tools, easy to use, and as they improve their SEO tooling, there's less and less reason to switch over to WordPress.com. Basically, to sum it up, he thinks that they're being out-innovated. WordPress is being out-innovated by these proprietary platforms. I don't don't know if I would call it out-innovated because there's plenty of innovation in the block editor, but it's definitely not going fast enough as I previously hinted to. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's, it's too complex to start. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come to another piece by WP Johnny in a minute, which talks about that exact over complexity piece. But for now, what do you make about this? I mean, obviously Vito, um, Remkus, Nat, you're all in the game of WordPress. I'm talking about WordPress all the time. It's been a very buoyant thing. In fact, I think to some extent, we've all got used to the fact that it was going to bust through the 50% thing. It was never going to turn down. And, you know, you look at, look at Facebook and you look at it had a similar tiny inflection point recently where instead of the numbers rising for the first time, the numbers dropped and it was the tiniest of tiny things. But their stock market, I think they lost something like 20 billion within a week because the sentiment had swung against it. And I just wonder, you know, is this is this a moment where we have to be cautious? So, um, is this a moment where things might have changed? Are Wix and Squarespace and the likes of those, are they finally getting their message through? So that people, given I need a website, they're no longer front of mind. Well, everybody's got WordPress. Let's use WordPress. Our other alternatives come into the fore and we need to be concerned. Vita, I'm going to throw that one at you first. So first of all, I think that um, uh, we should all look for a different profession because it's over. That's right. That's that's it. The party is over. Yeah. Uh, So um, when I when I was running the agency, I used to convince clients why they needed WordPress. So I don't think that it was, uh, and I still think that is the case. Um, um, The end consumer is not that educated as to what is the or why they need uh, this specific uh, solution. Maybe more today than back then, but I still think that it's the same. uh, People still considered Wix. Um, even 10 years ago uh, or so. Uh, so that's not really the, the point. Um, what I do think is that it does signal to, um, to what can become a trend. So six months over 16 years is not, um, is not necessarily like a, such a major shift. But if we are not keeping, if we won't keep our eye on this as a community, as a project, um, nothing stops it from becoming Joomla. Really, it did happen before. It did happen. It did happen with Drupal or with other platforms in the past. We've all, in our careers, we've all been through these cycles a few times before. So uh, we just need to make sure that we are ahead of the curve, which we are not at the moment. Uh, and at least in in terms of the perception, um, um, even though there are innovation, there is a lot of innovation happening in the space. The project itself is lagging behind, and I think that it has the the uh, the challenge of being this massive. It's very hard to pivot. It's very hard to to innovate when you have so much um, uh, uh, so many websites already using the solution and mm-hmm. making sure that you have uh, you know backward comp- compatibility and all of those kind of things, so that you don't break anyone's website as you're trying to innovate. Um, also, the the fact that you you can't push an update. You can't force an update. So when Shopify makes a change, they made the change. It's done. Deal with it. When Facebook makes a change, it's done. You know, here 
here, here it takes uh, it takes user in, in interaction to actually implement that new change, and then there is uh, they actually it, can. Well, they can force the entire update. Yeah, I don't know. They have. Yeah, they, have. they can, they have. but they, they it's like imagine. Yeah, yeah they, they, they do it occasionally for security patches, but it's oh, a real. Um, yes, it's yeah. like for security, but not for new features. No, that no, would be no, the way no, to no, no. that would be the way to set so, a fire on the. <laughs> on so, the so, yeah. so so Matt has expressed that desire to have uh, the version of WordPress be as irrelevant as the version of your Chrome uh, installation. I agree. Uh, and uh, I think that's a noble uh, place to be in. Um, but they've only, uh, the last thing I can remember is Jetpack had a serious uh, security flaw. Yeah. And then they pushed out to everyone just because yeah, the risk was too great. But it, we're, here we're talking about actually moving the product forward. That means that developers need to consider this. There's there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those systems can't don't need to deal with. So I do agree, uh, Remkus, that it's moving very slow and we are being left behind in terms of the in terms of the technology, in terms of the user experience. That's the main, that's the main challenge in my opinion. Uh, not so much if there's this feature or that feature, but the general user experience, the flow of, of getting the website up and running, that can bite us in the ass really fast. Oh, just just install the current version, install it fresh and just see where you are. You're in a mix between full site editing and old dashboard and nothing makes any sense because there's beta features in your 593, uh, whatever, uh, 5, 6. Uh, yeah, we're 5.9.3. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. So there's stuff in beta that is in production. That makes absolutely zero sense. Have you tried to add a menu? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. GTFL. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the the overcomplicated piece we'll get to in a minute, but it but it is interesting. I, I mean, I, I my background at university was history and ancient history in particular. And one of the things that ancient history taught me is that. You know, even those plucky Romans who thought they were going to be around forever, they weren't. Nothing lasts forever. And at some point, something will, you know, Google will disappear. Facebook will disappear. No doubt at some point, WordPress will disappear. And there will be a moment looking back when you say, ah, that, that was possibly the moment where it did tip. And we could see with 10 years hindsight, that was the moment. And there's... To my mind, there is nothing to suggest that this is that moment. It's just an interesting talking point, isn't it? Because it, it'll happen. It's inevitable. You know, go back 20 years and look at, I don't know, Expression Engine. It was doing really well. And uh, where are we now? So it, it's just a curious thing. And obviously, if all we've got is the numbers, one of the things that, that I forgot to mention that, that Yoast actually carried on to talk about, and I should have mentioned this, I use the word out-innovated, and he, I simply simplified that a little bit. One of his things was that not only have they made it simple and easy to use on the Wix and Squarespace side, but he also said they introduce, uh, they've got really good chops when it comes to site speed and SEO. Mm -hmm. However, as Vito said, they're able to roll everything out to all of their users immediately and they're getting better and better at page speed performance. And then he goes on to talk about the, the job of WordPress hosts and and Remkus, obviously, that was a big focus where you worked previously was optimizing WordPress websites so that they were as lightning fast as possible. Yeah. 
So there's a bigger picture, isn't there? You know, if you go to Wix and Squarespace, assuming they've done their job correctly, you pay your money and it, it does those things. Whereas on the WordPress side, you pay your money for the plugins, you pay your money for your hosting, you pay your money for your caching solution and all of that. And you kind of got to figure it out together and probably pay the developer as well. So there's so many different parts to this. And I'm sorry, Nat, we've totally excluded you from this conversation. So I'll rectify that now and just toss the, the microphone in your direction. Yeah, no problem. I think it's, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's not like sky is falling type of situation, but it is a good kind of, um, I guess, point of reflection maybe um, for everybody just because obviously um, I think everybody touched on it. It's it's complicated, maybe too complicated. I know from you know some of the conversations I have on Twitter with people is that new people not i'm not and i'm not even talking about just regular kind of you know small business owner who wants to create a site or somebody who wants to create a site from scratch i'm talking about even developers that are looking to get started it's very fragmented like you, you there's so many different ways of doing it and it seems like no way is the right way you know mm-hmm. um yeah. and, and that's confusing Whereas in with the other platforms, you know, you sign up and there's only one way to do it. With WordPress, there's, you know, five or 10 different ways to create a website. And while that's a good thing, maybe from a flexibility perspective or maybe for agencies or, you know, companies or, or, um, you know, folks like us that have been working with it for years, I think for new people, it's very confusing, especially Mm -hmm. when you throw in the mix, the, the whole hosting piece and, um, yeah, like I, I remember when I first got started in work in um, on the Twitter community a couple of years ago, I was shocked how many people didn't know how to start up a new WordPress site. Like, how do we even learn the platform? Like, you know, log in, create a site, or like, you know, create a free account to play around with it, or local WP. Like, you know, nobody kind of um, a lot of people didn't know even how to get started. And then I said, oh, well, you know, this is so easy. Like I can do a quick video, like 10 minute video, you know, to show people how to get started. And then that, you know, 10 or five minute video actually was two and a half hours. And then I realized, (laughs) (laughs) and then I realized, okay, yeah, I could see like, you know, I, I do it all the time. So to me, it's a no brainer kind of thing. But as you're trying to explain it to somebody, it's, um, you know, it, it, it was very, very complicated. Um, and I think that's probably the main thing. Um, another thing is that for some reason, you know, the young people don't think WordPress is cool. So I don't, I don't know why, but it seems like, you know, there's not, not a lot of, uh, um, I guess, uh, what's the word of um, excitement maybe, you know, from yeah. the younger people to get into WordPress. Um, and, um, so there, there's, there's a few factors at play, I think. Um, I think, you know, in my, from, in my opinion, it's trying to do too many things at once. And, uh, whereas in these other platforms, a little bit more focused and Nathan, you forgot to mention also, uh, Shopify, same thing. They had a slight yeah. little drop <laughs> and their, their share price in the toilet as well. Uh, and they they're still growing, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though they they're just not growing fast enough, so. Well, I mean, the the idea of growth 
it always is curious to me um, in that, you know, nothing can grow forever. Otherwise, it would consume all of us and everything. Yeah. So at some point, it has to slow down. Maybe this is the point. Maybe it's not. Maybe it'll speed up again in the next few months. I'm going to move over to the next piece, though. Please keep your comments coming in, by the way. I can see there's a lot of commentary about this, and we'll we'll raise some of them in a minute. But there was a, an article which kind of went along with this. I'm sure there were hundreds of these similar articles, but I'm just going to mention this one. This is WP Johnny. Uh, who who often writes? He's he's good at like stirring things up, if you like. You know, he's good at putting his own stamp on it and expressing an opinion. And his opinion uh, essentially is that basically it's complicated. Uh, it's difficult for inexperienced users to use. Um, it's expanded much farther than it farther than it used to be. Um, the users typically want something. They don't want to hire a developer. They're happy to give twenty or thirty dollars a month to a host to a company like Wix or Squarespace. Get everything done. And I love this phrase. Uh, that's how the core WordPress itself and third-party ecosystem radioactively mutated into some thousand-legged <laughs> octopus. Just the idea. It is really complicated. And I read that article, and then I went back and I looked at WordPress, and I was thinking about full-site editing, and I was thinking about menus, like you were saying. Remkus. And I did think, boy, I have to apply a lot of effort to get through this. I'm going to be here for quite some time. Yeah. Never used Wix, never used Squarespace. I have no idea what their UI looks like, but I'm guessing that over years they've you know, made it so it's as simple I, as possible. It's still not perfect either. Not perfect. No. Okay. I mean, I don't think it is, but it, it most certainly has a lower entry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's what WP Johnny says. So basically, he thinks it's overcomplicated in all the different ways. And to sum up, no wonder that WordPress is having an identity crisis and both devs and bottom users jumping ship. Devs hate the bloat and commercial grime. The users hate the complexity and confusion. We've fallen to the point where newborn devs are using WordPress not out of a personal preference, but because there's so much money in the market. And users likewise are choosing WordPress because of the number of devs and active development for it, because otherwise they'd rather choose something easier, something that doesn't have to be learned how to use. So I think I I think that there is um, an oversight in, in this in this idea because basically um, in forty six percent of all websites are being built by agencies, or freelancers, agencies by professionals. Um, real businesses don't want to mess around with their website. Mm -hmm. that's just a fact like uh, the same way that i don't want to mess around with payroll i pay someone to do it and so uh so that that is not going to change almost half of the website and that means pretty much 150,000 websites every 24 hours are being launched by web agencies and freelancers so that's not going to go anywhere um the 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 uh, even more the the basic diy type of websites if we're looking at that percentage I don't know if that's if that's a, if this is a, a proper stat, but I imagine that those that you have less of them on the top ten million websites of, of in the world, because a website is not just about creating a website; it's about getting the website to work for you, to get the traffic, to get the um, to, to 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 actually let it work. And mm -hmm. if you're just gonna splash a Wix website, a Squarespace, Squarespace website on your own, you probably don't have the know-how or the skills to get the website from that point over to the top 10 million out of more than a billion or one and a half billion websites that are on the internet. Uh, so um, so that is um, kind of, I don't think really much relevant to this uh, to this discussion. What, what I do find interesting 
with that 10 million uh, uh, stat that we saw in the previous article is that it means that the agencies and the freelancers are moving out uh, because the the top 10 again are not gonna probably not gonna be the ones that are done by people on their own so the fact that uh, squarespace have gained uh, and i'm actually seeing this with adarim as well we have quite a few people that uh, um, that are that are coming um, expecting a Squarespace, uh, the ability to use it in Squarespace or Duda or uh, Webflows, as uh, Picha mentioned here on the chat, which makes perfect sense. Um, but while, um, uh, let's say, three, four, five years ago, WordPress was the only go-to solution, now there's a few other places that are there in terms of developers. So... Um, I, I, I don't agree with that, with WP Johnny's um, approach uh, too much there. Yeah, same okay. here. Yeah, fair play. Fair mm. play. Okay, let's let's just get some of the, the commentary in. So Andrew Palmer makes the point that 455 million websites, WordPress suggests its percentage is of that, but oftentimes it's stated as the top 10 million websites. And then in, maybe in reply to that, Cameron Jones, the metric looks at the top 10 million websites it's inherently flawed as it relies more on the strength of the business the website is for exactly. than any real measure of popularity. So, so this is my whole problem with the whole thing. Uh, there are key points that we can take from it, take from it. Uh, uh, both Nat and, uh, and Vito have, have highlighted a couple. But the whole thing is about looking at data that we know is flawed. It is not complete. It does not paint the right picture. It is a indicator. It is not the indicator. So it, it is everything. This whole thing is just, it's almost just hearsay. So the in I guess in agreement to you then, Peter Ingersoll would just sort of say, yeah, this, not, guy's, this guy's not falling in. Don't worry no, about it. Yeah, no. thank you. But what and, I did like about what was mentioned here as you were reading this article, Nathan, is that um, there is an identity crisis. And oh, for sure. That needs mm -hmm. to be... Um, rectified and clarified for all of us yeah for sure I'm trying to trying to do trying to be too many things and I, I i posted about that on twitter as well it's just and there's very interesting comments and replies to that like you know uh, in regards to the market share and i think remkes i agree in terms of um having the you know good data but this is the same data we've been tracking for for a few years so these the, these articles that are following this market share have been using the same type of uh, the same metrics all along. Right. So yeah. we've been following the graph using the same data. So it's not like the data set changed all of a sudden it's the same data set. It's, but yeah, is it getting the full picture? Pro probably not. Or no, I would, I, not. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I would argue that as it uh, matures, the audience changes. So that same, like essentially what Vito just said, that, that who that 10 million is, is actually changing in itself. And, and that skews whatever we're, we're using as a percentage. So, um, yeah. I just, um, I'm just going to speak to some of our guests because it would appear that the chat on the, the bit that you can't see is we can all see all of your comments streaming by and it appears that for Remkus and Nat, those comments have uh, frozen for one reason or other. The only thing I can recommend is that you refresh the page and I'll just drop you right back in and me and Vito will hold the thought. We won't learn back in Vito. It'll just be me and you. It'll be hysterical. Uh, no, look. <laughs> we'll I name. think I might need to refresh as well. Uh, <laughs> well. Yeah, you refresh and Remkus can tell us if it's fixed. 
any any more joy? I'm seeing everything coming in, so I can put things back on the screen. But hopefully, somebody needs to make a comment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they will. I'm going to share some of those comments though, the ones that I can see, because there are absolutely loads. This is obviously like whether or not it's just nonsense news. It's an interesting talking point because I do like yeah. the idea that everything at some point has a moment of ascendancy, and and then obviously there's there's decline. People have written whole books about such things. So where did we get to? Thank you, Davinder. Got to. <laughs> Can't remember. There was something about Elementor here. Elementor is going in, having an all-in-one fixed solution that is, yeah fixes that issue for them. It's so much easier to plan when you have cash flow. Even though it's also WordPress, so every new Elementor mm -hmm. cloud website is considered in part of these stats. Well, I can't remember where. So it's in one of these two articles. Apparently, um, the Elementor numbers continue to go up. Yeah, continue was it, to was it the increase. Yost one? Yeah. yeah, so That's I don't the... know what that increase was, but yet the Elementor share just kept going up whereas the wordpress yeah. share uh, they were saying up. that the elementor um mark or popularity is driving up the popularity yeah. of of uh of wordpress which makes sense and yeah definitely the the new cloud elementor that I, I tried it a few days ago does kind of install a you know a base kind of wordpress implementation that has the background of you know has the a dashboard and everything like that. So, um, so it is kind of vanilla WordPress, yeah. I would say as well. What the, if automatic um, bought Elemental and just put it in, right? Like a three bill uh, acquisition. That's what that's, they should have done instead of the block editor, in my opinion. I know it's not a popular one. <laughs> okay, let's have a few more. Speaking to Remkus's point, this is Peter again. I think the biggest recent issue is the 2022 theme in a default install. Too much focus on FSE for the general population. Yeah, it was a curious choice, that, wasn't it? Having edit site that's as a, the... That's yeah, an interesting way to describe it. A the, curious... The, <laughs> you know me. I don't no. like to... I like to tread very carefully on the yeah. middle of the wall. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to use the word again. And it was uh, it was a shite decision. <laughs> I can know what this. I know what this episode's going to be called. Now. <laughs> I have to give him a name. No, but it's 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 hurting. It is actually hurting. Yeah. That I, I, well, that I, that's you're you're agreeing in a sense with WP Johnny, then, aren't you? Whether it's complicated or it's just confusing. Your point is that I guess Remkus, maybe you're there's just too many new and difficult to figure out off the bat things that go with it. We'll come there, to a solution to that in a minute. There is literally no flow. And every single thing you want to have implemented in your site is, is uh, it, you, you need to figure it out instead of, ah, uh, it's, it's like when you, when you go somewhere and you, and you, you see your, your, your input screen, you don't have to think about That's what it should be. And it's like far the, away from it as you can possibly. Be. It's like the Facebook ads platform. It's like you you don't know where you, what you're looking at. I, I literally have no idea how to use that. Every time I go in, it's like there's like 14 new things. And yeah. Even the old things have got new names, and I don't know what to do. It's a bit like Google Analytics. There's yes. four new menus. Leave me alone. Um, okay, so this is an interesting point from Peacher. 
um, all about, you know, like the cool thing. Everybody likes the cool thing. Yeah. Younger people love Webflow, especially if they are designers. I confess, Peter, I've never, I've, I've never so much as even I don't think loaded up their homepage. So I don't even know really what that product is. But I see that word everywhere. And yeah. I'm presuming it's popular, easy to use, slick marketed well and all of that kind of stuff it so. is slick that's the key that's the okay, key yeah. point there um which which really makes sense because if the target audience is designers you want it to be slick do you, uh, do you think right is it never really occurred to me until just now but do you think that the likes of us curmudgeons that we are do you think that we were born into an era where technology was hard like technology right. broke a lot things had to be curmudgeons a lot being old, old, old guys Oh, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, people are like, you get a bit cross about things. Um, but, you know, technology just broke. You expected your computer to crash quite a lot. Things yeah. needed to be fix it, fixed. Updates needed to be applied. Whereas the current generation, the iPhone, it just works. And you just click buttons. You don't, Everything is just simple. Da, da, da. Look at it. It never breaks. Even if I chuck it in some water, it still keeps going. That kind of thing. So there's just this disconnect. Technology works for you as opposed to you having to tweak it and work against it. And I wonder if that's maybe why, to Peach's point, something like Webflow, if it really is slick. That's, so what, that's what they want. There's plenty of products that are that have, have, have grown uh, like like exponentially just because it looks great yeah like i would even argue that uh, flywheel hosting started because it looked great because it was it was it was essentially created for designers right well webflow does have another advantage which is the the performance and not kind of bogging things down with a, a bunch of javascript libraries and things like that so it is a little bit faster so with you know the the UI is is nice. I've tried it as well. I, I do like the platform. Um, the UI is really nice as well in terms of designing websites. But also at the end of it, you can export your entire code base, you know, out of it and and make modifications uh, to it uh, that way as well. And the other thing is that it's um, you know it's it's faster. Te technically, it's faster because it doesn't bog you down with unnecessary things that you may or may not need. Um, I think that's the biggest uh, kind of advantage of it right now. Can, can one of you three or all three of you, just out of interest, just as a totally crude metric, just go to the Word, WordCamp EU website and look at the attendees list and just quickly scan the pictures and see if anybody's young. <laughs> if the, are there any young people? You just need to, to look for NFTs and stuff. You know, like, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if they've got gray hair, just discount them. They don't count. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. And now when I go around WordCamp Europe, I know that, both Remkus and Vito are going. Are you going that by any chance? Oh, I'm not going, unfortunately. No. Yeah, it's way too far for me. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> going to go around with that in my head now. I'm going to go around, is everybody the same age or older than me? I mean, we know that's not very likely. Look at me. But, um, but you know what I mean? I, I'm curious now Peach has got that in my head. Right, staying on this very quickly, Paul Lacey, the, the numbers personally don't bother him. They aren't. We don't need to panic at all. Um, but I do think it's significant as it goes in. Oh, reverse. I already bailed. So what does it matter? You yeah, know? that's right. <laughs> Nothing that he says. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's what a curmudgeon is. Yeah. Um, but what it Paul says who? to me is that the product itself is not as engaging as it was, and there's more some and there and that's more 
something to be concerned about. Honestly, there are so many comments about this particular story. I don't know where to begin. Um, and so probably I'll just raise a few quick ones. Uh, what have we got here? This is Paul again. Matt is trying to compete with Wix and Co. And the process forcing through a roadmap that doesn't beat Wix and then makes it subpar solution for building custom sites. Uh, Peter again, so much talk about WP should do this and WP should do that, but who, what is WordPress open source development by developed by contributors on many levels, trying to keep millions of sites running whilst improving. Uh, I noticed that ooh, Davinder had put something in. He was replying to Todd. <laughs> Tumblr. Yes, Davinder. Tumblr is a new simpler WordPress. That's the hidden plan as another, <laughs> another conspiracy theory. Tumblr is, of course, owned by... It's either owned by Automatic or Audrey Capital. I don't know which. Automatic. But, uh, is it an automatic thing? Uh, so, and then finally, I'll just put this one up. Uh, one issue with Webflow is similar to Elementor. Creative designers should not be let loose on the web because the result could be vanity display Often, that's often neither, in it, neither accessible or useful. Boy, I knew that one would keep us going for a little while. I feel like I... Feel like I need to take a, a cold shower and calm down, but uh, instead of doing that, let's. It, it got you excited? I, well, you know, got me fairly excited. <laughs> I quite like talking about this kind of stuff. I think it's fascinating though, because because for such a long time that conversation has only gone in one direction, mm. and it, like nobody put any statistics together that felt like it was going in any other direction. So even well, if it's a nonsense, and we're talking about yeah, was, something which say. will flip, it's just a. It's an interesting say, talking point. Even yeah. if it is nonsense, if the key takeaway here is by the uh, project leads that uh, something really needs to happen. I see. I was. I was. You were thinking. Again. I could no, literally. I, I could I literally see the swear words just disappearing <laughs> out of your. <laughs> Oh, I'm horrible. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's hysterical. Uh, uh, no, but if the key takeaway is like, oh, crap, we need to change something here, like we really need to do it now, then I'm all for whatever interpretation of that number gets you to uh, have that change. Yeah. Because, damn it, we need that change. So here we are talking about it, and everybody else is talking about it, and no doubt that message will have got, got somewhere at some point. So, yeah, let, let's see how that goes. So... It, this is a tiny bit of self-promotion, and I apologize. Um, the the idea that it's too complicated that WP Johnny mentioned, uh, obviously, it would be nice if it was less complicated. And one of the things that which may make it less complicated is if you had somewhere to go to learn things. And of course, um, we now have this WordPress project called the Learn Project, and it's, uh, it's user-created content curated by the team, uh, you can find it at learn.wordpress.org. I believe if you go to wordpress.org, it's like the second or third menu along. It's obviously quite important now. And I had a podcast episode this week on the Tavern uh, with Courtney Robertson, who is one of the key players putting that together. Essentially, I'm just raising it if you are interested in that, if you want to go and help people to learn about WordPress so it's less difficult. Go and have a listen, see what Courtney says and how it works, how you can get your ideas heard and help out in that regard. Okay. Right. I said I'd probably miss one out, so I am probably going to miss one out. Let's go to this one instead. WordCamp Europe is just around the corner. Remkus is going. Uh, Vito's going. I'm curious. I know Nat's not going, so you maybe, I don't know if you'll be able to participate in quite the same way. Remkus, what's your, um, what's your reason for going this time around? 
He's my thinking mic, again. No, no, no. My mic just went. You're muted. Oh, um, oh, okay. Uh, so uh, th this is called the Tenth WorkCamp Europe, uh, and my reason for going is to tell everyone there that no, it's the eighth. <laughs> oh yeah, I know where you go with this. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, there there have been two uh, online events, and I don't count them. So yeah. yeah. Now, uh, all joking aside, it's uh, it, um, the, just uh, the same reason as I actually started it. Uh, Sorry, can I interrupt and, and just make that point? Remkus is one of the, how many of you were involved in that first one? But you were certainly one of the founders of WordCamp Europe. So that's an important yeah. thing. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So the, the whole reason was to have uh, a community event that connects and under the umbrella of teaching and learning and, and all of that. But uh, that, that, is, that has always been my uh, prime reason to go, and that still is the case. So you, you are not going to a particular talk. You're going just like more community than other things. Which so I've, I, over, I say the last, uh, uh, the last couple of editions, I have maybe seen two talks per day uh i'm i'm mostly about the hallway track yeah yeah that's nice i yeah. think um i think that's nice Vito. what about you you've obviously got like you know you've got your atarim hat on i imagine when you're going hoping to meet people meet and shake some hands and all of that kind of stuff is that a big bit uh or are you going to be doing like remkus just no talks just hallway schmoozing well, I, I have to go to thing. one talk because I'm speaking. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. I actually, Only I actually have to on. go. I have to go to a couple as well because uh, it's not announced yet. But uh, I'm emceeing uh, one of the, the parts. <gasps> we of got the a day, scoop. So. We yeah. got a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So yes, I, I'm Vito. I apologize. I had totally. Well, it's not that I'd forgotten. I just didn't say it. You're Sorry. doing a talk. Um, it's very much lined with your business mission anyway, isn't it? You know, how to get websites built more quickly and what have you. But yeah. once that talk is done or prior to that talk, are you going to be like sitting there watching everybody else's talks? Or do you, do you see this as a great opportunity to meet new people and shake hands with those that you already know and all of that? We're also sponsoring. So I'm going to be at my booth uh, for most of the time and uh, looking forward to the parties in the evenings and stuff. Last time that I was there was with you. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and not we, don't remember much. <laughs> yeah, in the evening for sure, I don't remember much. And part of the mornings are also kind of wiped out. Uh, but um, but yeah, pretty much what we did back then is gonna be what I'm gonna be focused on: meeting uh, our users. Which uh, you know, last time that I was there, we were in the um, one two hundred users. Now we're in the seven thousand. And then, uh, and then now it's going to be more about uh, uh, meeting users, meeting partners, uh, reconnecting after a few years away uh, with all of those, uh, you know, with, uh, with COVID and stuff. Um, and yeah, just partying in the evenings is going to be the, like, like what we did. Three to five parties a night. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, Vito, obviously I was there last year. I, I was recording, which is kind of why I'm going this time. I'm recording podcast nice. episodes uh, for the Tavern. If anybody, by the way, who's listening to this would like to become a guest on the WP Tavern podcast and you have something that you would like to share, feel free to reach out. My email address is admin at 
wpbuilds.com and uh, that'd be curious. Yeah, you know where I am, uh, Vito Will. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you too, all right. Um, and I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be taking my little thing. I showed this last week, got this little fabulous recording thing, oh, nice. which would be nice. And that's kind of why I'm going to go. But obviously, there's a sort of social angle for me. I'm really really keen to just hang out with some people who are like-minded where i live lovely part of the world but it's not like the middle of london you know there aren't so many technical things going on in fact if i was to count the number of people who are into wordpress in my local area it's me i think basically um <laughs> so i'm kind of looking forward to all of that nat do you ever go to these events you off to wordcamp us yeah, no, I, I haven't actually yet. So I, um, somebody mentioned that was funny. I think it was Marcus. Yeah, build, uh, build WordPress sites for years and never been as actively kind of engaged in the community. Honestly, two years ago, I didn't even know any of this stuff existed. So I'm uh, looking forward to go to one because I, I got more involved in the community, I'd say, during the pandemic. So would like to uh, would like to check one out for sure. Oh yeah. yeah, it's such a nice thing. Sorry, I'd be careful laughing though. Because, laughing because of uh, Paul, Paul, like Paul, you know, Lacey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. said you got Kane in your I local can. area. <laughs> He's, you're right, but I didn't know about Kane. Kane's obviously been just like me, thinking there's only me. So it's me and Kane taking on the world. Why should we be careful, Remkus? What? Of, what? What? They're what? They're, they're addicting. Oh, they are addicting. <laughs> they, they are really are addicting. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It, I've 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 uh, I've said this at many many word camps, but you you come for the software and you come home with the family. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. A nice way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just got you. totally right. It's nothing to do with WordPress. More medical side of things. Does that Vito? Are you bothered about that? You know, are you thinking? Mm, there's a bit on the old COVID side that's um, in the yes. back of my head. Yeah. So uh, I was at CloudFest uh, last month, and, uh, and and there were loads of people that came back with COVID. And for, uh, luckily, I managed to kind of um, avoid it. Uh, but uh, it's definitely still a concern. Um, I think that, um, and I know that the team are focused on uh, making sure that it's going to be a safe event and everyone's going to be wearing masks inside. So. Yep. It's kind of uh, easy for a lot of us to think that it's over, but it's not, and it can still happen uh, every day. My wife is also pregnant, so I'm kind of cautious about bringing it home and all those kind of things. Thank you. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that's great news. Right, we're going to stop the podcast now and talk about that. Uh, <laughs> no, the um, the thing I did an interview with um, some some of the organisers of this particular WordCamp, and here's here's a quick rundown of what's happening. If I if memory serves, all meals outside, all socialising outside, come in, do you watch the presentation, basically go out. So everything's on the outside. You know, it's Portugal. It's fine. Run the same event here. Like the sponsors um, um, track kind of uh, um, experience. That That is something that happened in, in, in CloudFest as well, because a lot of people exactly like that just went outside and the, ho and the sponsors area was kind of empty most of the time. So hopefully yeah. that's also thought of. Yeah, do you know what? I didn't even ask that question when I was talking to them. That didn't really occur to me, not being a, not being an advertiser. Yeah, that would be a shame, wouldn't it? Because if it was just empty, yeah, I guess it'll be you know ventilate. But take your mask essentially. And my understanding is, as of this point, Portugal 
just require you to be either proof of being COVID free or that you are inoculated up to the whatever requirement it is in your particular country. Um, okay. Oh, Kane, it's just me and you. Look, no other WPPs here either. Local people I married just think I fix princes because I work at night. We all do. Yeah, that's funny. Kane, let's hook up let's go and have a beer and fix some printers together that would be good so that's WordCamp Europe it's happening in a couple of weeks time I believe you might be able to still get tickets um, because the attendee list seems to be getting bigger and bigger each week uh, we are almost out of time we've got a couple of couple of minutes left firstly I'll come to this one right we're on the non-word pressy stuff if that's all right with you there's a chap he's very very clever his name is Bruce Schneier and he does all sorts of things in the IT sec, IT security space. He's, a, he's an academic. And what he doesn't know about IT security, basically, I, I honestly think is probably not worth knowing. And uh, he throws out articles all the time. This week, he's just caught my attention because we're all, here we all are. We're all doing things like this. We're all doing live streaming. And we've got various different pieces of technology switched on. But he carried out a study uh, on, and he he doesn't actually go into which which bits of kit he was actually testing. But you know how now you've got everything in your bedroom. You've probably got a camera in your kitchen because you're you know you've got a Zoom call and all of that kind of stuff. You're working from home and all of that, and you switch off the camera, and that is pretty clearly off. Everything goes away. Camera stops working. You may even go as far as clicking the mute button. Turns out you might be, you should maybe need to be a bit concerned because having polled quite a few bits of software which claim to have switched the mic off, actually they're not. What they're actually doing is just stopping the feed from reaching the other participants of the call. So the feed is still being sucked out of your microphone, it's going to their platform. That may be a continuous stream. It may be a stream which is only on for a couple of seconds just to establish whether or not things are really happening. But that 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 bothers me because, honestly, you've no idea how rude I am about my guests as soon as this is finished. You know, 10 minutes from now, I'll be cursing. Oh, that Remkus, he comes on my show and he swears. <laughs> son of a... Point, <laughs> that's right. Son, son of a thing. And um, But that... Honestly, it sounds like a nothing, but you've got... Okay, let's assume that the Google devices and the Amazon devices and the Apple devices, which are in your bedroom, let, let's just assume for a minute that they're playing nice. What if they're not? What if not. all of all of the stuff that you're saying in your kitchen, in your bedroom, is actually being sucked out, even though you believe you've clicked mute? Let's, this... not, let's, not, let's not assume. Let's, let's look at the data, because there's so many researchers have come out that it actually is storing. There's people from Amazon have come out that are their literal job is to listen to stuff that's being recorded and kept on server. Uh, I tried an experiment a little while ago. And th this may be absolute rubbish, right? But I tried an experiment a little while ago where I've only got one Amazon, uh, sorry, not Amazon. I've got a Google device in the kitchen. That's the only place where Google can listen in my house. Well, I suppose my phone, but the phone was not in the space. I went into the room and I didn't trigger the keyword. I didn't say the I'm not going to say it because everybody's things will go off. I didn't do that. And then I started talking about holidays in a particular location. 
and blow me. Guess what happened? I don't. I don't think I need to guess. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, and I was thinking, no, that's not right. That could be a total coincidence. Maybe I actually triggered it, and I didn't realize it. Have you searched it? No, to be honest, I didn't go into that. I just did a quick anecdotal thing, and then noticed what happened over the days to come. And it wasn't dramatic, and it wasn't like I was deluged with it. But a thing which I'd previously deliberately, you know, I chose something that I got no interest in. So I can't say one way or the other, you know, maybe I triggered something. Maybe I said that word beforehand. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But it bothered me. And I'm a little bit more distrustful of IoT than I was in the past. So it could, well, just as well be your phone, uh, for starters. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, there have been a lot of people doing various experiments like yours. And the results quite often are an increase in the particular topic uh, in the advertisements that you see. I have done it. I have seen it. But I also see people very, very vehemently denying of its actual possibility. Uh, but I also seen whistleblowers, people who worked at those places and uh, said, yes, we are. So it's... I. I I'm just going to, I have been assuming for the last, uh, I don't know, four or five years that they are indeed doing that and do I you, act accordingly. Do you have any stuff like that in your house, you guys? HomePods only. Yeah. I have. That's the, um, that's the Apple one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have the Amazon one as well. I haven't noticed. I mean, I've, I've heard anecdotally, I haven't really paid much attention to it. It's hard to say whether... I haven't done any experiments like you have, Nathan. I'd be curious to try that. But, you know, things that you are thinking about or that you want to buy or a trip you want to go to, you even if you don't search for it, you might be kind of steering your, uh, uh, your, your website visits in that direction as well anyways. Yep. So it's kind of hard to say. It's very hard to isolate. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean... Um, the whole mic thing, the article was interesting because I didn't think of it that way, but I did notice some of the platforms like Zoom and I think MS Teams is uh, does give that indication, even if you're muted. It's like, hey, you're muted. Like if I cough or sneeze or something, it's like, hey, you're muted. You know, do you want to unmute and, you know, sneeze out loud or whatever? So I did notice oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so it, it Restream did it. that. It tells you that you're yeah. muted. And so it must be listening for so you. It's to... listening. Yeah. We're on a platform called Restream at the moment. And Remkus, what, you're saying that if you muted and then made a loud sound, Restream was able to say, hang on, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a letter. You can try. I just clapped and it tells you. Oh, you see, look, I'm surveilling everybody. <laughs> no, this sort of stuff really bothers me. It really, really bothers me. I'm, my, attempt, my attention is so easily captured. Um, what, a couple of weeks ago, that, I mentioned um... a book called Lost Focus. I recommended it to Paul, actually, and he seems to be reading it at the moment. I think it's called Lost... No, Stolen Focus. And it's a really good read about how just little things like that can just add up to a complete lack of ability to do anything just because you're constantly being with, with the concept With the concept of uh, these tools uh, listening or stopping the feed, that makes sense because you're you're engaging, you're inside a conversation. So if you're muted, then you just don't want to disturb the conversation, but you're still here, you know, you're still engaging. That makes sense because once I, I shut it down, then it's shut down. Uh, so with Zoom and, uh, and Restream and all those kind of services, I get it. 
uh, it actually makes perfect sense. With the other, with the other tools um, or this perception of uh, uh, Facebook uh, listening in and uh, Google are listening in, what really is interesting there, if you know the, um, if you dive in deep into how the advertising algorithms work, is uh, the, the answer is a lot more interesting than this conspiracy. Uh, the answer is, is that we, none of us are special. And someone at your demographic in your area that has pretty similar interests to you has probably looked into something similar during this time of year in previous years. So the point is that they have so many data points collected on us that they know because I've been on WP Build's show today that because uh, Remkus was on WP Builds and then straight after went to see Ariana Grande that I'll probably be advertised with Ariana Grande uh, uh, ads. Uh, I, right after I can show. promise you a lot of things and one of those is that will never happen. <laughs> okay, neither. Confirm nor deny. You're going to see ads now after me saying it. <laughs> yeah. But that's basically how they find out about the... Uh, oh yeah, for sure. So I, I know examples of where somebody said, I didn't look for that vacation and then later found out, yes, his wife did. Right. Not so, only yeah. the wife, but a yeah, similar or, person at their age group oh, uh, in the absolutely, area. Absolutely. Do you know so, what's curious about that though? That that on the face of it, that seems to be a really solid argument for it all being okay. But the more I think about it, that's a really solid argument for it all being not okay. Because not. if 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 everybody can be boiled down to some sort of, you know, user profile or what have you, and I, I realize that there's a lot of complexity to that. I, I am afraid of my ability to to go onto any of these platforms because I'll just buy everything. You know, they're going to show me irresistible adverts. It's like, oh, I need that, and I want that, and I want that. That's and the now point I'm of advertising. Back. So I see this as a really positive movement in advertising. I much rather see an ad that I'm interested in than being sold something that I have no interest in at all, and it just takes my so, bandwidth away. So in the locations where I cannot block. Uh, because I block everything else in the locations where I cannot block, for instance, Instagram app on my phone, I will actively go in and say, no, I don't like this ad or yes, I'm seeing this too often. And the quality of ads that I do see is improving. It's, you know, it's an evil thing. I don't want it. I, I, I would rather just pay them uh, a nominal yeah, fee yeah, per yeah. month and, you know, have it solved that way and I, I will never click on anything that I don't care for but if I see something I absolutely don't care for like I I, I, I don't understand how the Instagram algorithm works for ads because I got served lingerie, I got <laughs> served lingerie for women yesterday tickets don't you all the time That's the no no I, I got served women's lingerie yesterday so I, and I showed my wife like <laughs> did you were you on my account she goes no <laughs> okay then I don't know why <laughs> then I don't know why this is happening but you know they know your browser history that's right they don't do you know what they don't. I'm, I'm gonna and, flip and, that right yeah, i am yeah. gonna say and i'm i haven't thought this through so as i as the words exit my mouth i'll probably think you idiot why did you say that i would rather have adverts that i'm not interested in because so, then i'm not interested in them Whereas you're not gonna buy, you're not I'm, gonna not buy gonna, I'm not even going to yeah, stop. Okay. I'm going to see adverts for like a Ferrari and be like, ah, you're having a laugh and I want a Ferrari, you know, <laughs> or Aria Grande tickets or whatever. No, <laughs> women's laundry. No, whereas if you show me like a nice cool guitar, I'm like, oh, 
man, oh, I'm going to dwell on that little thing. Look at that. And so I think there's maybe a merit for screwing up your ad preferences, Remkus. Go in and say, I like all the ones that you hate and see how that works out. So I, 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 this, is con- <laughs> this is conflicting because I find that more annoying. <laughs> yeah. like you one way or the other. You might as well have the ones you like, I guess. Yeah. It, it, I, it, it's the one platform where I actively engage with ads and I don't engage with ads anywhere else, like period, never. Yeah. I've got a thing called uBlock Origin. In my I've got browser. a thing called Brave Browser. Just yeah, I've got Brave. Start with that. and uh, It's good. It's doing some weird crypto stuff though, isn't it? They're trying to flog me a you wallet. You can ignore it. You can yeah, ignore it. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Well, that one's done. We've solved that problem. Let's go to this last piece, which um, which didn't come from we me. Solved this one's come. Yeah, that's right. We have solved the world's problems. <laughs> um, that's going to be the name of this episode with a four-letter word beginning with S appended to the end. Um, so, Nat, you've sent us an article. It's called "Importance of Initial Ranking, Re-Ranking, and Historical Data for SEO." Why did you raise this one? This what piqued your interest about this this week? Oh, I've been I've been geeking out over this uh, blog for for days and days now, and I didn't expect you to read it, Nathan, because it's probably like an ebook uh, length type of a an article. Um, but um, yeah, it's just very interesting data uh, about a, a case study that was done in in the SEO world in terms of increasing kind of like topical relevance of uh websites and um yeah i just geeked out and then i started reading more and more from uh, this guy corey and watched a few of his uh, youtube videos as well uh and it's just mind-blowing stuff i love charts i love seo i love the technical seo so this to me was like i just uh yeah yeah, I'm scrolling through this article for the first time, and there are charts. There's more charts than you can shake a stick at. Um, when I see charts like this, I I usually want to saw a leg off. Oh, but, I uh, see. Okay. Yeah, I just some reason charts never work for me. Whenever I was doing my like GCSE maths, it was like, show me a chart. Nathan's gonna fail. Um, it's you. Yeah. It's you. But. Um, Okay, well, if, if there's nothing really to dwell on about that one, I will simply include it in our show notes today. And uh, obviously, it's got the recommendation of Nat. Go and check it out. Uh, a deep dive into some Deep dive SEO. into, uh, yeah, SEO, technical SEO content creation and things like that. I think, you know, for me, honestly, you know, the, the WordPress, um, you know, platform, one of the main benefits is, you know, the the... Um, the SEO aspect of it, being able to create content easily, being able to use that from an SEO perspective. So if you're interested in any, in, in SEO and technical SEO, um, do check this out. It's very interesting. Thank you very much indeed. Well, we've hit our allotted time. Um, there was probably more that we could have said. I feel that we could have delved into a lot of those more carefully. But... We still have three and a half minutes. We've still got three and a half minutes. Um, You could say loads of swear words in the next three and a half minutes if you like. You'd be surprised. Just rattle them off. (laughs) I got got five languages I can use. You'd be surprised. (laughs) Do you know the swear words in all the languages? Not all the language, but quite a few. Yeah, all the five. Oh, that's probably that's usually the first thing you learn. In yeah, I was going to say all the, all the words. To, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, there we go. So thank you, Remkus. Thanks for joining us once again. Thank thanks you, for Matt. having me. Very nice to have you on. I hope you come on again. Thank and you. Thanks for the return veto. Again, 
I hope that you'll come on at some point in the near future. As always, thank you for the deluge of comments. Really appreciate it. There was loads and loads coming in today. I just having read through, it appears to me that I suffered from the same problem, although it doesn't look like it at the time. I think quite a few of the comments, because there's bits, people are mentioning things that don't really make any sense to me because there's no comment that it hooks up with. So apologies if I've missed something important in the comments. But um, right, guys, the quite humiliating moment for the three panelists where I get them to raise their hands and give me a wave all at the same time so that we can use... There we go. We have to just keep doing this for like three or four seconds and we're done. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week with some different guests. We're going to be later next week. I've got to go and have somebody poke around in my mouth with a big metal stick and I can't do that whilst this is happening so it's going to be two hours later so it's going to be four o'clock I could do it from the dental chair that would be fun <laughs> probably make as much I don't hear the difference no, I don't hear the difference yeah, you got left before me damn okay we'll be back next week take it easy guys thanks very much for joining us see you later Bye. cheers